Three grown men who care way more than they should. Glenn Clark. Glenn, no way. I'm sorry, Aaron. Did Alicia Fox call you the man beast? AJ Francis. And of course, everyone boos Roman Reigns, even though he puts on the best match of the night. Aaron Oster. Guys, look, there's that one time. You know, <laughs> oh, jeez. Aaron. You're the worst. You are the worst. This is jobbing out. Bail on it so that you, we could hear uh, AJ. I, I hit something. Way I to go! The, I Way to go, Dick! Way to go! That's Aaron Oster for you. It's a, that's the production that's work right. of one Aaron that's Oster, right. radio professional, is what he is. No, that's what happens when you do everything off a computer. Welcome <laughs> in. It is jobbing out episode number negative sixty-three. I am Glenn Clark. He is Aaron Oster, the Baltimore Sun and Rolling Stone, and he is, of course, the main event. Vent. Vent. AJ Francis of the Washington Redskins, who is with us uh, for a few minutes here at the top of the show, and then is going to try to rejoin us a little bit later on as uh, he had his schedule change on him today. Normally, we yell at him for these types of things, but he brought us, I think, like 12 feet worth of hot dogs last week. So I think that we can give him a pass for some of these things this week. I think that's normally the way that Wait, it works. Is, is that connected? What do you mean? Gotta go to doctor's appointment. So, oh yeah, feet yeah. Do you dogs? have to go to the doctor today because of the the double chili dogs last week? Is that the reason? No, it's uh, just a normal checkup I have to do every off season. But it's uh, it's still wild that you guys wasted such great value. I am trying my damnedest to not die. We are going to New Orleans. I will only be able to contain myself so much. I am just one, one double dog. Between now and New Orleans, they going to kill you? Yeah, it's the problem is I never know how to stop. <laughs> it's like a gateway drug for me, a-hole. One double dog suddenly turns into me shoving an entire bag of chips down my gullet. I don't know how it works. Suddenly I'm sitting in there eating an entire block of cheese. An entire block of cheese. Not as a meal, just as a midnight snack. That's how it works in my life. I can't do it any longer. I've got to get myself... He has no control. self-control. I have zero. We know that. None. Zero self-control whatsoever. All right, uh, we got a great show, whether AJ is going to be a part of it or not. Uh, Dan McDevitt, uh, Corporal Punishment himself, uh, he is uh, joining us in studio from MCW. He is returning, the former ECW star. He is returning to the ring as a performer, which is crazy. Um, we'll talk to him about the that. The man who arrested Steve Austin. That's right. The man once the upon a time arrested Steve Austin. That's a great point. Uh, he'll join us. And then uh, some guy that perhaps you've heard of, a, heard of is scheduled to join us later on the show. I'm I'm almost too nervous to say who it is. Like I'm Let, almost let's in not. That. Really? Let's not. Oh man. I just don't want it to be a Scott Hall situation. That's exactly. all. Exactly. Oh man. Well, you know, I'll take the Scott Hall situation. I just don't want it to be a, a complete no A complete no show. A situation. Yeah, right? Right well Ryback we didn't even we just canceled. We we just said to Ryback, go F yourself. We never even actually booked it because Ryback said, I don't want to talk about the WWE. I'm like, really? Because you've been on six other shows this week where you were talking about the WWE. We'll pass. Thanks, guy. Anyway, yeah. moving forward. 
Um, but we have another guest scheduled to join us. That as long as it comes through, I will be super, super excited. We'll, we'll get to add another notch to the old. That tally. would be the way that it would work. That would be the way that it would work. All right, it AJ. Would be, it, would, it would then be twenty-one. Right? That's right. We'd be uh, old enough to drink Hall of Famers at that point. That would be the way that it would be. Yay. Um, AJ, just because we're uh, only going to talk to you here at the start of the show, give me your thoughts coming out of Fast Lane. The picture is starting to come together. Outside of the Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, Shane McMahon picture that we still need some clarity on. But we're getting a. We we know there's a couple paths there, but we have some clarity. But we don't have clarity as to exactly what the match right. is going to be. Um, outside of that, the main events, the biggest matches on the card. I, I guess we also don't know officially that it's going to be John Cena and Undertaker, but it's going to be John Cena. There's just Cena no and way that you go this far down the road with that if that's not going to be the case. So we're starting to get real clarity. Uh, where are you coming out of Fast Lane and going towards WrestleMania? Um, first of all, Fast Lane, top to bottom, incredible show. Anybody that had a problem with Fast Lane should never watch wrestling again. Now, that being said. This has potential right now to be the greatest card in the history of WrestleMania, period, end of discussion. I, I actually, I went and looked because I had the same thought. Yeah, it's like, at le- you know, obviously you don't know what the bottom's going to be, but at the top, absolutely. Well, you know there's going to be a fabulous Moolah Battle Royal. I don't know what you're talking about. We're going to talk about that later. At the bottom, you got a fabulous Moolah Battle Royal. You probably got an Andre the Giant Battle Royal. You got... A tag team match that includes the Usos, the New Day, and the Bludgeon Brothers. Well, I can say, I, I have that as the top. I like that match might okay. be the be- match of the night. So I agree. I agree. Uh, you have a uh, you have a bar tag team title match. We're assuming with which which is probably going to be Braun Strowman and Alain. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually squealing. I'm doing. You, you sound I'm like Paul doing Paul Bear voice. That's exactly what I'm doing. I'm so. I squealed. I was so excited. You got Ronda Rousey and Kurt Angle versus Triple H and Stephanie McMahon. Not to mention Shinsuke versus WWE Champion AJ Styles. You got Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar. Literally, you got potentially Sami Zayn versus Kevin Owens, but it's looking like it's going to be a tag team match there. And could that tag team partner be Daniel Bryan? Like, this has the potential to be... You didn't even mention Ms. Seth Finn. Yeah, Miss Seth Finn's pretty good too. You're right about that, and and I don't know exactly. I'm I'm assuming. I didn't, I didn't even mention Miss Seth and, and Finn for the title. And by the way, it looks more and more like we're it's going to be a triple threat on the other side. Like I don't know. I'm so confused by the U.S. Championship picture that I don't that, even want to discuss it. But even that, even that match, Bobby Roode, Randy Orton, Jinder Mahal for the uh, U.S. title, like, like this card is incredible. Yeah, I mean, nor- normally you're you're very hyperbolic when you talk about these things, finding the good in it. But yes, top to bottom, as far as the wrestling goes, this very easily could be the greatest WrestleMania ever. A lot of conversation about what the main event would be. How about I don't care? I really, I really don't. I don't yeah. care at this point. I, I think it's interesting. Uh, to, it's interesting like, to I, talk I, about, really, but. It- yeah, yes. there really is. There's yeah. a ton of it. There's a ton of conversation about the main event. Look, with with two, with, with honestly, there being two actual candidates. If you want to say John Cena, Undertaker, I was going to say Cena, Taker's a t- that's candidate. Fine. So there's three. So then there's Brock Roman, and there's Triple H, and and Ronda, and all that. You know what I mean? Like those are the three candidates. Oh, I would never consider that to be have an opportunity to be the main event when Brock Lesnar's on the show. I, dude, I hear you, but there's just I, I, I think there's a there's at least a concern there that this turns into you know with Brock Lee 
leaving with Roman being Roman, there's a chance that it's it's WrestleMania 20 and it gets shit. It gets shat on, and they don't want to put it there. Well, I think there's okay, also. If that's the case, then you go with Shinsuke and. And, and by the way, if if by you, the way, I'd be for that. I don't think they'll do that. I don't think they'll do it either. But if you if you said, is there one that you have a particular amount Whoa, of? Hey, hey, what about Oscar Charlotte? Yeah, I don't think that they have. I I think they're going to do a women's main event at SummerSlam. I don't think they're ready to do that yet. At at, at I just think there's too many options there. There's just too many options, which is part of the reason. I do think that though that's part of the reason why they consider Ronda Rousey is that they like the idea of saying, well, our main event was part female. You know, like that they can say it's the first time women have headlined WrestleMania, right? Like, and it's Stephanie McMahon doing it, correct? And then that's there's something to be said for that. And then uh, that would be Triple H's what? Fifth WrestleMania main event? Um, something like that. Yeah, something in that neighborhood. Fifth or fifth? It actually, that would, make him, that would make him more than Hogan, wouldn't it? Uh, Hogan main event, uh, but no, he didn't main event a lot after six. So I guess, I guess, it, I think that would be if you count the Hogan Yoko. I think that's number five or six for him. So because he didn't main event four, did he? Because that was uh, Andre or Savage DiBiase. Hogan main evented one, obviously, we know that. Hogan main evented two, he main evented Hogan three, he main evented five, yeah. he did not main event four, five he main evented six. six, so that's five. He main evented seven, so Seven was six. the technicality, though, right? That was the, uh, he jumped in on Yoko. No, seven was him versus Slaughter. Oh, right, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, nine, was the, uh, nine was the technicality. Yeah, yeah nine, nine was the technicality. technicality. Yes. And eight, they say he co-headlined, but, you know, it's Ric Flair versus Savage was the, the main was event the main of that event. one. Okay. No, that and, doesn't count. And then you add in uh, one more for... No, he didn't, he didn't headline. Oh, that wasn't the that headline. Wasn't you're the right, headliner. you're right. It wasn't the headliner, correct. So, he should have headlined with The Rock. But yeah, he, Yes, right. but that, that was uh, Triple H Jericho. Um, Triple Once H. Again, Triple H. Triple, Triple H, real H, quick. Triple H, uh, headlined. 2000. Uh, oh, I was going to start the other way. Um, most recently against Roman. Then before that, he hadn't headlined since uh, 25, which was him versus Orton. And then you throw in him versus Cena in 2006, him versus Batista, him versus Benoit Michaels, uh, him versus Jericho, as you mentioned, and then the, uh, the, the four way for the belt in 2000, so seven. Seven yes, so H. this win would make him have the most WrestleMania main events ever and if you, he's in the main event. And you know they'd love for him to have that record. You know yep. they would love that. Just keep that in how mind. Many does, how many main events has Cena been in? Four? Five? Uh, Cena has not since uh, the two versus The Rock. Before that, the one versus The Miz. And then before that, Shawn Michaels and Triple H. So five. Five for Cena. Yeah, so Triple H is going to definitely. I could see that happen where they just have that's the main event because of how big of a star Ronda is because of what you're saying about the women and more so because, I mean, I mean Triple H in the main event, that's what we're used to. At this yeah, point. it is what we're used to. And I do think that the one thing that, that, that Aaron sort of danced around is the concern for crowd reaction if they have Roman go over Brock at, in the main event at WrestleMania, that they don't really want the final shot of WrestleMania to be Roman getting booed after he goes over Brock Lesnar, particularly if Brock Lesnar is departing and Roman is the face of the company moving forward. That for for as much work as they've done, unfortunately Dean getting hurt really effed up the shield and, and the ability to try to use that to protect Roman. And while I, I think that I'm with you, AJ, Roman's done great work and it's bullshit and it's stupid, they also have to be it's realistic about what's going to happen. Yes. And I don't think they want their final shot of WrestleMania to be Roman Reigns standing in the ring again the way they tried to do it a couple years in ago. Dallas. Like, they don't want right. a repeat of Dallas. Correct. 
And it's and it's more critical now because he really is. You're now moving full, truly into John Cena is truly part time. You're moving into Brock Lesnar not likely to be around. You're moving truly into he is the face of the company moving forward. They don't want the face of the company being booed, winning the title, going into the end of the night at WrestleMania. And I, frankly, I think it would be smart to protect from that. I, don't, I just don't think that that does you any favors if that's how your your night ends. I think that's a bad a bad look. So, so we're gonna we gonna bet on this. What the main event is going to be? Yeah. Um. Why don't we wait till we make our picks? If they, I mean, like, I don't think they're going to announce it ahead of time. Why don't we wait till we do our picks and then we can make that? Uh, we'll make that call. Okay. All right. Just so you know, just so you know, my pick is Roman Reigns versus Brock. Lesnar. All right. Very good. Very good. <laughs> All right. Um. Anything else? Anything else that you desperately want to get in from this past week? Uh. Yeah. Unfortunately, Roman didn't have a match again, and that's the only reason he's not winning. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to point out. Well, that by the way, it might be a little bit before Roman has a match yeah, again. Yeah, he's so suspended. You might be in trouble. <laughs> Currently, uh, six, four, and one. Uh, after not being having, see, this is bullshit because two of the weeks he lost, he didn't have a match. Well, but some of the weeks he yeah, won, I mean, it's like, not like Seth had a match every week. Yeah, or I mean, this Finn is the had way, a match it, every week. It's like, the way that, it works, that's part dog. of the point. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Seth and Finn have had a match every week, but I don't think they've um, literally had a match every week. Yeah, but, I don't think that's the case either. But uh, they definitely have, because I've been the one that's writing all the names of all the potential ties and wins. The moral of the story. Either way, this week the best match. I don't think it's, a, it's close. It was Seth versus Finn, actually. Uh, I would be inclined to agree with yeah. that. Yeah, I'd yeah. be inclined to agree with that. It was very good. So that would make that would mean that Roman is now six four and one against the entire WWE in 2018, with only with two weeks. Of not having matches, but having the best promo. Don't worry. I mean, the, I guess the question is, how do you feel about the segment with Vince? I, I, I don't. I think it was fine. I didn't think it was as explosive as they imagined it to be. I think in their mind they're like, "Whoa, this will be really like we're going to go backstage and people are going to see that Shane's back there." And- Why was Shane back there? Shane's not normally back, but he's not normally at Raw. He's not part of the production team. Like he's that was a weird bit. Where well, I mean, I think it was a plant. I think it right. Was the, well, but that's the thing is, why did you? I plant think they're playing, but I think they're playing on the idea that you know that Shane has a large role with the company. You don't really know what Shane right. does and, on and, a week-to-week basis. That, that was what it was like. It, it was there to make it seem more realistic while be actually being less realistic. Yeah, I, don't I, don't funny I, don't I know. I'm just saying. It was, I was pointing it out. as more of a funny thing. Your argument is that it's less realistic that someone who actually has major has a share in the company is at the show. Yes, because Shane is never at Raw. Almost okay. never at Raw. Okay, well, he was this week because he... Because they were planning him there, yes. But he's been there before. Not in that role. He's not in Gorilla. He's not... Like, that's not his job, is not to be in Gorilla like that. But again, you're, I know, you're I playing know, I, on I, something that... I, I'm, I'm just pointing out a little thing. I, I, I found it funny that they were trying to make it more realistic when it was actually less realistic. I, 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 get, you, I get the point. How do you know it's not Shane McMahon's job to be in Gorilla? Because it's not. We know that. We know that he is not normally on Raw. We we know people are backstage. We see. We know who's normally Vince's. Is, Vince is normally there. That is actually a fact. It's usually Kevin Dunn sitting next to him and Shane. That is not part of his job. Is production work. It's just. It's not. 
Okay, except that maybe it will be in five years. And, and maybe in, in five gone, years it, and, it will be, and yes. So perhaps they're, they're trying and, to. Get and, and maybe because, you know, he owns, helps own the fucking company that he can do pretty much whatever he wants. He can do. He and we're he, also having a really nerdy argument yeah, because it, it, this is kayfabe a, versus. What, I, right. I, I, I thought it made sense because most people don't have any clue what Shane McMahon's role is within the company, big, yes. and they were trying to paint it as being a worked shoot. Right. And so in that scenario. Yes, it's fine to have Shane McMahon. You're trying to make it seem like it's a big moment, right. and that allows it to make, feel like a bigger moment. Now, all that being said, I, I, I don't know that it matters that it didn't come off as – if they wanted it to come off as not being scripted and being real, I don't think it came off that way. But I'm not sure that's important either. No. I think the more important part is that they're trying to establish Roman versus Vince because Vince is the easy heel. It's an easy – Vince being the heel is easier than Brock being the heel because the truth is that every – how many thousands more people will have been at a house show in Baltimore that Brock Lesnar was there for than will be when SmackDown Live comes through Baltimore in May? As much as Brock Lesnar is quote-unquote a heel, he's a fucking star. So it's not easy – to get Roman over with Brock as the heel, but it's easier to do it with Vince as the heel because he truly is a heel. And so it makes sense to try to incorporate Vince as much as possible. So even though it didn't come off particularly real or anything like that, I don't think that was the point. I think the point was having Vince and, and Roman and trying to do with Roman Reigns what you've done over and over again with insert superstar name, obviously none greater than Stone Cold Steve Austin, and trying to use Vince to help get Roman over as a face. I think that w- that's fine. I think it made sense. I liked it in that way. I, I think the one misstep was bringing up the Vince's boys thing, because I think that, you know, you, you play off of the, yeah, Brock, you don't show up, you don't care about wrestling, you don't play, care about the fans. Like, if, if this is supposed to be a shoot, this is supposed to be real, we can be like, okay, yes, that, that's all valid. You, you have Roman bringing up someone else's Vince's boy you draw issues there when you're trying to be real and then trying to say someone else is Vince's boy. Because you're saying... I mean, if, if you listen to English, he, he, what he said perfectly describes how Brock is Vince's boy. He doesn't have to come to shows. He comes whenever he wants. He gets paid more than everybody. That's literally the definition of right. Vince's boy. Right, understand. But I think what he's saying is that it would be super easy for Paul Heyman in his next promo to say, nobody has been more beloved who's, by who's Vince McMahon a, Who's main-evented right. three straight manias? Who's, right. you know. Correct. I mean, I think it would be very easy. Now, yeah. you would hope that they would say to Paul Heyman, hey, don't do that. Right, and, let's, and they're going to. Let's try to, to not bring yes. attention to the fact that, like, it's, it's a little ironic. I, I'm saying that was a misstep there that they should probably walk back uh, from. I don't, I don't know about that. I, I think that the way— uh, He's lit— Brock Lesnar is Vince's boy. Now, just because Roman Reigns is also Vince's boy doesn't mean that Brock Lesnar isn't. Okay, that's fine. But you, if you're, you know, pot calling the kettle black, there, then if you're, if it's you're not saying pot calling the kettle black, it is. Roman you just said Roman is. You just said Vin, that Roman is Vince's yes, boy, and he's calling out, here. and he's calling out Brock for yeah, being you know, Vince's though, I, boy. Hang on a second. I think what AJ's saying actually, there's something to this, which is if you want to go down this road, you can play the card of Roman saying, "Yes, I've earned that." I've earned that by showing up every week. 300 days a year. I guess the point is you should segue off of the Vince's boys part because when you're like that whole promo was focusing on the Vince, it it kind of went away from the, you haven't showed up and focus on the Vince's boy. Because they're trying to have have the Vince part. Right. Right. And I'm saying, I don't know if that's the right path because Roman is so clearly Vince's boy. Okay. But I think, but but you're not, you're just ignoring the fact that Brock is clearly more Vince's boy. Right in in this in this scenario, there's absolutely no doubt what the what what one works here. One of them here, gets paid more. One of them works less. It's the same person. Guess which one is Vince's I, boy? 
they're but they as you said they are both Vince's boy and that's why I focus on the you get paid more you do less work you do this I would I would keep the that specific line the Vince's boy I would keep it where anyone could say well aren't you that as well I'd keep that I'd make it so you can't say I, that I, I I understand what you're saying I don't think it's that big of a deal but I, I do think that you can work with that moving forward. I think it's something that's there, and I think that they're trying to do everything they can to tie in Brock Lesnar to Vince McMahon. And I think that WWE is smart to continue to walk that path and to continue to tie Brock Lesnar to Vince McMahon. And for Vince next week to say, and I'll give Brock Lesnar whatever he wants, whenever he wants it. I think that's a smart move because you want Vince to be the heel and to get heel heat for Brock Lesnar to try to help getting face heat for Roman Reigns. So I don't have a problem with it. And again, you've got to be prepared. If, if you're going to let Paul Heyman say, hey, by the way, we know as a fact that this guy loves you too, then you have to have something prepared right. for Roman Reigns to say afterwards about, no, I've earned those well, opportunities. That, that's a, that's I've been here. I've busted my ass. That's assuming that, you know, Reigns is getting much TV time before the go-home show. That is part of the issue. There is there is absolutely also that. There's no doubt about that. That We don't know what the plan is for that. and I don't know how good of an idea it is to have Roman Reigns away from TV in these it, weeks. My guess, one week thing. Like yeah. Maybe you keep him off next week just to sell the storyline a little right. bit. But, yeah, I mean, if this is your main event of WrestleMania, you probably should have them on TV. I would tend to agree with that. All right, AJ, anything else that's desperately on your mind? Not really. All right. Well, very I just, good. I just, I just, I just want, I just want to point out that one person gets paid more and works less. I, th- I thought I heard that somewhere in there. I thought I heard that in that conversation. All right, cool. All right, thanks, buddy. Well, let's switch gears as uh, AJ will hook back up with us a little bit later on in the show. But now joining us in studio, a man who is really a staple of professional wrestling in these parts. A man has accomplished a great deal as not just you know now in his role and what he does in, in putting events on, but was a damn fine wrestler even before that and again at this point. Uh, you might know him as Corporal Punishment. We know him as Dan McDevitt, and he's in studio with us here on Jobbing Out. Dude, it is really good to see half of you. It is really <laughs> good to see the 70% of you that's made the trip over to What's the studio What's going today. on, man? Yeah, I, I feel good, man. I yeah. feel like a different person. So. so for those that don't know, you have decided... You're stepping back in the ring. You're putting the boots back on. Yeah, yeah. It's been 11 a minute. Years. It's yeah. been 11 years, man. 2007, August, I think, 2007 was the last time I wrestled. So That's unbelievable. Yeah. That is unbelievable. Yeah. And did you know then, in 2007, you say, dude, this is it. Like, I, There's no <clears throat> scenario by which. So kind of yes and kind of no because I had, at that point, um, I started wrestling in 91 and you know it being a journeyman or independent wrestler as you call it um you know uh, you get busy sometimes and slow but pretty much steady since like 1991 i had never really stopped doing it so i guess what's that nine 16 years so i had a lot of nagging injuries um that you hear about like my body was really banged up and so i was like at the time, I, I knew because my body was just hurting a lot, and I was that I was like, I gotta just let stuff heal. And then, what happens is real life, and you get comfortable in life, and you know, uh, busy doing work. And I just I started to get out of shape, and put weight <laughs> on, and um, and then, I, I yeah, and then I, I just started, you know, all the injuries, but I was getting out of shape, and I didn't want to get back into shape, and. You know what I mean? So yeah. was it, I, it, it? And it was like, well, I'm done. I wasn't. I'm done. I'm done for now. 
and then just as then time goes on, you know, and all of a sudden it's eleven years later. I and guess I'm just tired, right? Yeah, eighty pounds and gotten grossly out of shape, um, and uh, just yeah. And then all the, then so it was something that kind of stuck in my crawl for years. That like I guess. You know, like people do things like it wasn't on my terms. It was, but it wasn't that I stopped wrestling. So I think it was something always kind of stuck with me. Like I kind of didn't make my own decision to stop wrestling completely. So um, a lot of the guys like Bruiser, I mean, it's the, the irony now is that all the guys that run the school that everybody's an extension of me because everybody that works for me are guys that I started training. Right. The guys that run my school are all. So I always joke like with Leo Rush and um, Patrick, uh, the Velveteen, Velveteen Dream. Dream. Like I always called those kids. I always called them my grandkids because I'd say uh, <laughs> like all Br- my bruisers. Your yeah, son, yeah, and, yeah. And, and Dean, the guy that that runs the school who used to wrestle as Tyler Hilton. Those two um were like first generation students of mine, and now they're being trained. You know what I mean? Yeah, so I yeah. always say like, oh, say, oh, you guys are, you guys are my grandkids, and uh, yeah, so. It was. It just kind of always stuck with me, and, and I, you know, it was something. And they started bringing up, and they were pushing me for a long time. And like I was telling you before we started, it just kind of. I knew if I committed to doing this, that it was going to put a gun to my head to get me back in health, uh, in shape. For it's health. a good reason as any yeah. to do this. Yeah, right? I got a daughter. Cause I'm not. I don't want to get out there. I was 325 pounds, man. That's I was crazy. That's you know, crazy. I've gotten way out of shape, and I don't. I don't mind uh, admitting and acknowledging it. I'm not one of these people that are. Uh, offended um, by saying, you know, like fat shaming or something. I, I was fat, man. I had gotten really fat. I had let myself go, and uh, I knew I needed to do something. So, yeah, just kind of. Okay, so know, 10 uh, days from now, when yeah. you get back in the ring at Breakthrough, mm-hmm. what are you What are you going to weigh? Probably 250. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's awesome, man. I'm That's just awesome. over that now, so I'm, you know, I'm close to being 75 pounds. That, that was, and that was my goal, like to hit 250 and be – um, but 75 pounds off in two and a half months, two months, two it's and a half months. Impressive, man. <laughs> I hey, can't. I worked my ass off. Yeah, right, right. Can yeah, it's true. It? That's know? a good point. Um, so, yeah, it was just, just not just dieting, but two a days, two a days in the gym. And, and it's tough because I, I own three businesses. I got kids. Um, so I'm, I'm work 70, 80 hours a week. I, I, I got a great, uh, girlfriend, fiance that, um, you know, was really supportive and helped me out taking care of the kids because it's a lot, you know, and that, that's the biggest thing, I think, as you get older and you have responsibilities like kids and the kids have after school things and they got homework and you're, you you want to be a part of that. It's like, wow, to carve out that time. But she was great. I really couldn't have done it without her, like kind of just really carrying the ball um, with family stuff so that I could get to the gym at six, seven in the morning and then back in the gym, you know, at seven yeah. o'clock at night. And then now, you know, the last month I've been at the school on Tuesday and Thursdays being trained and yelled at by the people I used to train and yell at. <laughs> it's just one big what circle. What a weird it's world, funny. right? Yeah, yeah what a funny, weird world. You know. Okay, so the 24th, you come back for Breakthrough. Mm-hmm. What then? I think I'm going to be back. I, a lot of people ask, like, is this your last match? And I'm like, no, but it's my last run. Okay. Um, I don't know. I don't, I'm going to see how my body holds up. Um, the, first, the first couple weeks – training man I'm, I'll be 45 in October um, I started training when I was 19 the ring does not feel the same <laughs> at 40 no? going on 45 Stunning. as it did 19 going Stunning. on 20 so um, yeah I felt like I was in a car accident every day for a couple <laughs> weeks and um, 
Yeah, so I'm going to see how, how my body holds up, but I don't know, six months, a year, who knows. Um, but I'm, I'm going to do it for a little while. The guys, you know, got some ideas that they want me to work, you know, that they they pitched a lot of ideas at me that would kind of, you know, are, are not just like a one-match thing. Okay. But this is like a, a, a tune-up. I'm probably going to wrestle a younger guy and uh, just, you know, to get the feel of it. And the State Athletic Commission gave me a lot of crap, too, which I, I've passed all their – because I had five concussions before, Oof. so um, and they knew they knew that, and I had had post concussion syndrome. I had problems with concussions in the late '90s and early 2000s, which was always interesting to me. Like um, all the all the information that's came out in the last 12 years or so. Yeah, kind of ironic. We just had Nowinski on last week. Oh, I would have loved to have on been the on the show. With him. I would have loved to have been on with him. Um, I'll have to go back and listen to that it, because, yeah, that, so when I had, had my, my, like, fifth concussion, that was 1999, and um, all the doctors were just kind of blowing it off that I, I went and saw multiple doctors, and um, they were just telling me all, like, because I, I, was, I, I was seeing, like, black spots, and this is, like, a month, two months after the last concussion. I'd see black spots. I would have, like, patches of the day that I would forget. And then I'd have to think, like, God, what, you know, and then I would be go back to them and they'd say, oh, you're just, you know, it's in your head. Because you, that's how it was. Like, just right. all this information wasn't around then. And um, I'd like, now it's not in yeah. my head. Like, I'm just forgetting stuff that I shouldn't be forgetting. Um, like, being somewhere and forgetting how I got there. Oh, oh man. So... And they classified that as post-concussion syndrome then. And uh, so I, I did the neurological tests, and I, I'm good. Like, I, they I, they made me go to a couple different doctors. I'm good, so I'm I'm healthy. The good thing was it, too, is I got so many different physicals and tests that I know I'm in I'm in very good health. Okay, um, okay. You know, well, so that's that was good. News. good you Are know? you worried at all about it with the, the concussion stuff? Like, is little um, – yeah, my girlfriend more so – um, just, yeah, but do I think about it? Yeah. But it, it's one thing I, I can't get, I guess, I, I guess I've gotten a little more comfortable with it. I was, I was really concerned the first bump I took. Yeah. Um, after 11 years in the ring, um, I, I was like sick to my stomach leading up to getting into the ring and bumping again. And then, uh, bruiser just kept yelling at me. <laughs> you sissy. <laughs> you know? So, um, yeah, like uh, now that I've been back in the ring bumping, it's just something that, that I think anybody that performs and does, you have to know, because the ring's a weapon. You know, it's it's wooden steel. It's not everything people would want to believe it is. So uh, I, a, I, I hear you. I, I, I just try to got to put it on the back shelf and not. Okay, know, right, right. Uh, and it's probably for the best. I, I guess it's just one of these things. Where I'm sure somebody would step in and say, you know, shouldn't somebody be saying no, right? Like, shouldn't, you know, five concussions, isn't there... Yeah, number where you're supposed to say no, and I don't know because it's your life, and this is always right. the eternal question, right? And this is the one we were sort of um, uh, talking about with with Nowinski last week, which is that like it's it it's not as easy to just say to somebody else, hey, you shouldn't be doing this or something right. like that. It is up to sort of right. everybody's own individual. And, and so I'm not I'm not I'm not beating uh, you know the Maryland State Athletic Commission. I'm I've become really good friends with the, um, Pat Panella over the years, so. Um, they were they were looking out for my best interest, and they they knew my medical history. So um, I don't hold that against them, um, and I, I understand. You know what I mean? That they just you know they there's a lot more knowledge there than and I and I and actually I thought that's a good thing because um like I said in the in the late '90s and early 2000s when I had my problems and I would have these issues after the last one, and I would I would say God there is. 
there's more to these concussions than these doctors, I think, realize. And I would think that back then. So when all this stuff started breaking in the NFL and then after the Chris Benoit incident, then when that movie Concussion came out and the doctor, you realized how much had been discovered about it. It was it was mind blowing to me and I was so caught up in it and still am. Anytime I see something on concussions, I'm always stopping and reading it just because, you know, I kind of lived through um, the time when they didn't have the knowledge. So it, it is really interesting, um, you know, but yeah, I, I, I just have to put it on the back shelf. Okay. I know it's there and yeah. I, I've thought about it and you know we'll see take it one at a time right right yeah if another one comes along if probably another one comes along that would be yeah, it probably Definitely. the end of it okay yeah, that's yeah. what i like um let's talk mcw for a second uh breakthrough is where you're coming back mm-hmm. and this is something that you guys have introduced recently that's new it's a little bit different than maybe people have seen from other mcw shows in the past if they're looking for rick flair if they're mm-hmm. looking for sean michaels not going to be at this show y- yeah and it it uh it wasn't my, it was the guys I, I have a lot I have a really good team of guys that do it's it's funny because people say like well what are you doing what are you doing on this show or what are you doing when you're coming back and I'm like I don't know man and they think like well come on you're the owner but I really don't know because I got a group of guys that do and they're really they're creative it's like four or five guys that wrestled some that wrestled in the past and they're they're really they they came up with this concept and it's I I, th- I thought it's really good and it's this is the second one and it's basically because. We have a lot. We have 20, 30 kids in our, our school. We have a lot of kids coming in the school. We also, because we've become one of the more popular, I guess, independents and well-known independents, yes. our inboxes, I mean, are flooded and flooded and flooded. 15, 20, 25, you know, inboxes a week of people all over the country wanting to come in and wrestle for us. And you can only get so many matches on the show. And, uh, the the you know, the kind of basis around a lot of our shows at the MCW Arena, we bring in the stars and we build the shows around, like, the Ric Flair. Yep. You know, right. and Shawn yep. Michaels and guys like that. So they were like, why don't we do these shows, uh, alternating months, you know, um, that we can do cheaper tickets. We bring in – we have bring some of our students up that, you know, give them an opportunity that are real close to being on shows. Because a lot of things, you can be really good in the school and the – and uh and performing, but then you get in front of a couple hundred people and you choke, or yeah, which is absolutely, just natural yeah, part right, of it, right? Yeah, like it's just a natural part of it. Like you get nervous and you forget everything, so it gives them a chance to kind of ease out. It also gives us a chance because you know, like for this one, we got probably ten guys coming in from Luke Hawk's group in, in oh, Louisiana. Right. Yeah, 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 you know what I mean, that are right. Wildcat that have wanted to come in, so it gives us a chance to bring other. And because we don't have the big, massive expense of Rick Flair and right. first class airline tickets. Right, you can travel. actually, yeah. We can lower ticket prices. You know what I mean? So that's, and, and a lot of our fans, we were like, well, we might get half, but like this last one was really good. Because a lot of our fans are like, well, they're getting an opportunity to see people from all over the country that they wouldn't. And then you it, get to see the next Leo Rush yeah, or the next. Yeah, and if we Belt see guys dream. that are like, wow, this guy steals the show, then he might be a guy that incorporate into our regular roster on regular shows. Absolutely. You know? So it's kind of beneficial for both but you know it gives the fan we can do better tickets and you know that's the whole concept the breakthrough it gives guys an opportunity to break through and and by the way those other shows still happen yeah like, still happen yeah right, that's the right. idea this isn't yeah, yeah this isn't like the direction for mcw right. it's, no, it's no, no, something no. to add it's, from an economic standpoint when you bring in those guys you bring in the rick flares and the Shawn michaels and they do the autograph signings these guys get massive guarantees yeah um massive but it doesn't you know? guarantee you anything. No, but if you do, if people want in, they come in and they want to buy an autograph or get an, a picture and buy the, one of the packages, 
So they come in, but a lot of our fans do it, and um, they those so those those shows come. They invest a lot more. They'll spend a lot more. So we realize people have families, and there's affordability. Everybody yeah, has a certain amount of money they can spend. So those shows are big. They're going to come in in a family if they're going to get a picture with Shawn Michaels and Kevin Nash and all. They're going to spend more money. Um, so these shows, they can come in. There, it's not a lot. You know, the tickets are cheaper. There's not big national stars you're going to spend your money on. So it's an economic thing in it too. Makes know? all the sense yeah. in the world. It's sort of like the minor league baseball thing, yeah. right? Yeah. Like it's, yeah. you know, yeah. the minor league baseball is great. You right. know what I mean? Like because you're not spending fifty dollars to go see a minor league right. baseball game. Right. Now, if they you're have a big promotion, it's great. Yeah, but right. It's yeah. also it's, you know sometimes right. nice just to go it's, see a game. That's what it is. Yeah. Um. So again, breakthroughs coming up on the twenty fourth. Yeah. At the MCW Arena, you guys have a couple other big shows, but obviously the big thing that's sort of on the horizon right now is a tribute to the legends, which yeah, you've moved now to the spring. Yeah, yeah. Just because we did that, a lot of people ask. Um, again, economically, when you do those conventions, just like horror conventions, comic book conventions, you got different vendors bringing in different people. People come and spend a couple hundred dollars by the time you get the different guests and everything. And it just seemed like at the fall was something we, the first couple years we did it, we'd have a lot of complaints with people saying, you know, these are great, but. It, we're just coming off vacation for the summer, putting the kids back in school. It seemed like economically. Football, I'm sure, also factored in. Right. People, that, a lot of people would say that, too. I just had to buy all my PSLs. So right. it seemed like economically, um, that, and that's what a lot of our regulars would say, just a bad time. So this time of year, like tax season and stuff like that, it's when a lot of the big conventions, horror conventions are going on. So it's kind of like a con- uh, convention season. So we were kind of like, maybe we should, maybe we should, Listen, try to line in, and, line, line up, line right? Up with so we're going to be doing it at the convention in the spring because there's a there's a big expenditure that goes into that and bringing it all. Oh, sure, yeah. I mean, yeah, the budget on last year's was insane. So. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's that's what we kind of moved. To it too. Not Sean just Michaels, a right? Yeah. Sean Michaels and Kevin Nash at the top of the. I mean, that's hello, yeah. hello. And Sean was great, man. We did it. With, it's like two years ago now. I guess it's been. Um, He's just so great to work with. He's such a professional, um, and still obviously draws a huge crowd. I mean, it was it was Sean Michaels. It was the first person that we had in a long time where where like we were because we see the tickets obviously charges coming in everything's online and. My partner would be texting me and like, God, do you see some of these like ticket charges? People like Massachusetts, you know, Vermont. Wow. Tennessee. Wow. Like, and people were flying, you know, and wow. asking, like people were flying. I was like, God, when they- there's a difference between a guy that's a star and a guy that's a star. You know what I mean? That people buy plane tickets and fly from Tennessee that's crazy, to come up to a show and a meet and greet with them. So, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's April 21st at uh, MCW Arena mm-hmm. for Tribute to the Legends. You can find out more at mcwproWrestling.com. Let's grab a break. We'll come back. We'll talk some more about MCW, but I also want to get into with you is now, you know, put your promoter hat on, mm-hmm. right? There I are want, a couple interesting things WWE did. I really want his promoter set. Yeah, I just want to talk yeah. about the pro wrestling right now oh, and sort of get yeah. your take as a guy that's not only a wrestler but as a promoter and right. just some various things that uh, that have been happening in the world of pro wrestling. I want to get your thoughts on those. Okay. He is Corporal Punishment himself, Dan McDevitt, the promoter, the owner of MCW, the man behind all things MCW here locally, and uh, you know how much we love them. Uh, I'm Glenn, and he's Aaron. We'll be right back in. This is Jobbing Out. They say you're only as strong as the company you keep. The U.S. Army keeps you in strong company. If you want to stand out, the Army can give you the training you need. To take advantage of the strong options waiting for you, visit GoArmy.com. You may qualify for up to a $40,000 signing bonus. Start your future today 
at www.goarmy.com impact. There's strong, then there's Army Strong, paid for by the United States Army. Back in here, segment number two of Jobbing Out. Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster from the Baltimore Sun and Rolling Stone. AJ will rejoin us in a bit, but joined in studio by Corporal Punishment himself, Dan McDevitt from MCW, who's hanging out as he gets ready to return to the ring on the uh, 24th of March at uh, Breakthrough at the MCW Arena. Again, mcwprowrestling.com to find out more. All right, we want to nerd out with you a little bit. We want to talk about some nerdy things. There's some WWE-related stuff that I want to get into, but I want to start with All In. I want to start with what's happening away from the WWE and how significant this really is. Um, because I don't, I don't really have a sense for this yet, right? Like, I know it's the biggest thing going on in professional wrestling outside of WWE in God knows how long, right? Like, right. that there hasn't been anything this big. But is it really that big of a deal to the rest of the wrestling industry if Cody Rhodes and the Bucks can put 10,000 people in a building or not? Like, does it, does it tangibly matter to anyone? Will it change your life whatsoever if there's 6,000 people there, if there are 12,000 people for a singular event in Chicago this fall or this summer, I guess? Well, it, um, you know, it won't, change, it won't change my life because I'm not financially involved in it. I just mean, like, right. for, the, for the nature the, of the, the business. Independent the, industry. I so right. I, I think it's cool. I think it's... Um, but I also think WWE's taken notice to that um, because on a lot of the bigger independent shows, suddenly um, WWE is running against them. Um, mysteriously and magically, an NXT show is running all in, of a sudden announced in Bel Air, in huh? Bel Air, the huh. same night as our show That's at real. our convention. That's real weird. Mm. Um, and they just put the date in with the commission because the commission called us after, you know, we've been announcing our convention. Right. For, um, and then they've done that to AML, um, which did WrestleCade mysteriously and magically. Hmm. They did hmm. Starcade, hmm. not too far from WrestleCade, which huh. has become a huge. And anybody that should go down to that, I'm going down this year. It's Thanksgiving weekend. What an amazing job, AML. I've always, thought, I've, I've yeah. always thought about going down to that because that's Tracy, on the East yeah. Coast before oh, you guys started. Great, that was yeah. the biggest one on the Tracy East Coast. And Brian, Tracy and Brian down there just doing an amazing job. And then, you know, so I think um, – and it's happened to Ring of Honor many times. Mm-hmm. I think the last year or so – and I think that the WWE is taking notice to that. I think the WWE is taking notice to the bigger indies. Um, that do that, that can draw people. I don't understand why because I, I do want to ask because you guys always seem to have a good relationship with the WWE. It I seemed thought, like yeah. the, the WWE almost kind of like appreciated having you around to help feed them and things I, like that. So I it, almost think it's like a they appreciate it, but they want to keep you in check or something. Hmm. I, I don't know. Put, put up that glass ceiling, make sure that you can't get too big. Yeah, but here's the thing: like I, I have a. a successful real estate businesses i'm very happy my partner dennis has an amazing job like this is our passion project and it is a business for us but neither one of us are trying to call national tv distributors right you know like i'm very content i'm very content with what mcw is i mean we we have a lot of guys that get signed we're a regional promotion um i'm just i'm extremely happy 
I'm, I'm a, a guy. I don't have you know. You see guys in different industries. I, I'm not a guy that sits around with an ego like, yeah, we're going to be the next ECW or, you know, I'm very content with my position as to what we are, and um, I'm happy and I'm happy for all the people from Lita to Mickey James right up through Leo and Velveteen Dream and Jessica Carr, the right. NXT mm-hmm. referee. All the people that have started with us, started training with us, and um, that we've helped get to that level. So I don't get it. I don't get why all why the WWE would say, well, let's put this show well, a mile up the road Well, it would seem to be bad. Bit. Like, they, like, people are going to choose to go to your show that might right. otherwise go to – look, I've right. been – look, the NXT shows are great and all, but I've been to them. There have been well, – you know, it has not been hard to get seats right. at those right. NXT shows. Right. So there are going to be people there, that are going to – There's one in D.C. as well, so someone yeah. might choose. Okay, well, you know what? I can go down to D.C. and then go to the convention? Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. Or I can right. just go to the convention because Kevin Nash and Shawn Michaels are going to be there and I want right. to be there. Like, I, right. It would seem to me that it would be bad business on their part to use that – like, it seems like the only reason – why it'd be worth doing it is just more to, to thumb their nose. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I guess if you look at it from a business standpoint, and there, I, I could see maybe Ring of Honor because the reality is is that Ring of Honor is owned by a company that's probably got more money than they do. Yeah, Sinclair. Um, yeah, Sinclair. So if Sinclair really wanted to, you know, really wanted to pull all the stops, they and and make that a big focus. They could, you know what I mean. So I could see them maybe like kind of. Being cautious of them, you know what I mean? Being cautious of them and maybe being cautious about the way they did business with them. Or I could see that, but guys like us and AML and um, North Carolina that are just really kind of, you know, the the independents, I I think WWE could do really good by working with um, a handful, maybe 10 to 12 of the best independents in the country to, you know what I mean? Like guys that are Mm -hmm. on that level where they've, kind of got one eye open at them but they haven't brought them up to you know like nxt for a tryout where they could kind of work with a series of of independent groups like us um and 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 help you know what i mean like hey we want you guys to feature these two guys right got their eye on them for maybe a year down the road and you know if you're if you're a guy the way that you see um, and it's funny because Leo Rush is a great example of what I, I always explained to him, and, and he did this to a T. I would say to him, I'd say, Leo, um, they were always competitive, but when Patrick got signed by WWE, Leo became the most competitive guy I've ever seen <laughs> 20 years in his <laughs> business. I mean, it was like, because it was his best friend, it was like maybe a little bit of jealousy, but a good jealousy that just made... A competitive It, it, ju- it turned jealousy, a competitive yeah. drive on the Leo that I have never, ever seen in a guy in all the years I've been training. So, and I, and I still tell this to guys today. I said, I truly believe the way for a guy to get signed and get noticed is to put a whiteboard up in their room and put all the top, list out the top 20, 25 independents in the country. The ones that are getting the most attention, like Beyond Wrestling and CZW and Evolve and you know, a- AML and PWG, right? Yep. And I said, and, and, and that should be your goals. Like, you're going to start out on the crappy indies. You're going to start out in, you know, West Virginia somewhere, wrestling right. in front of 20 right. people in a garage, yeah. in a garage, you know what I mean? And, uh, like, and you have to do that to get experience when you start, but your goal on your whiteboard should be all the top 20 to 25 that get the most exposure, and you should, that should be your goal is to get in with all of them. And damn if Leo didn't do it, and, he, and he, he was able to cross all of them out. With the last, it was such a big deal. Like, not too long before he got signed, he got brought into PWG. Mm-hmm. That was his last one on his whiteboard, that he did exactly what I told him to do. 
and he got noticed and he got signed. You know, picked up by Ring of Honor and they got signed. Because I truly think that's that's the funnel, that's the ladder up the you know in today's day and age. So I, I think WWE could do good by working with say those top twenty and like bringing you know what I mean and saying hey if we got these couple guys we want to get them in and have all you guys using them. Because then all of a sudden your wrestling fans and the, the hardcore wrestling fans, which are the ones that are help getting these guys over because they're talking about them and tweeting about them, um, starts going, wow, all these all these companies are using, you know, John Doe and whoever. You know what I mean? And this guy. And it starts to kind of create a buzz for them. They're like, man, this guy's wrestling. this. You know what I mean? And then all of a sudden it creates a buzz. And then the fans get more excited when all of a sudden they hear by NX, you know, NXT. Look at um, Ricochet. Sure. You know what I mean? Sure, yeah. And um, I, I truly believe that's the way to get guys over and get them. I mean, look at a look at the difference of a guy like AJ Styles came in and Kevin Owens, how they came in working through the indies, getting to the Ring of Honor, creating this enormous buzz, and it helped them get over more with the WWE audience. I, I really think that's the you know I know that they're going to have self made guys yep. in NXT, but. Bringing those guys up through the indies and, and them getting over themselves on the indies and getting around on all the top indies is going to help create more excitement when they sign them. So yeah, and it's funny. Yeah. It seems like they know that because we've heard of situations like Matt Riddle where they're they're interested in Matt Riddle, right. but they're like, you know, go go make yep. a name for yourself yeah. on these, then we'll bring you in. So it seems like it, it's weird that they're doing the thing where. Yeah, but we don't want these other companies getting too big in the process. They yeah. they, they seem right. to want it both ways, where they, they exactly. want them to do the work but not get the rewards from yeah. it. When the commission called me a couple of weeks ago, I just laughed, and they called me, and they said, Hey, Dan, uh, you know, you might have to change a date. And I said, What's that? And they said, uh, WWE just called us, and they, they want this Saturday night, the 21st. And uh, I was like, oh. like, I just laughed, and I was like, No, we're not changing our date. Right, you know I mean? like right. Wanna, we're not changing our date. And I just laughed, like, go figure. Um, that, but no, I was like, no, we're not changing. Yeah, do your our thing. Yeah. We're gonna do it. Do this your thing. Is... They can do their NXT show a mile up the road from us. It is what it is. They, they, people choose to come here because right. we've been around for a long time, it and they what know what they're is. getting. You right. know what I mean? So, I, yeah, it's just that that kind of. You know, it's not like oh, because I've had a couple people. Does that piss you off? Like, no, nah, it just kind of makes me like shake my head, like whatever. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Like, why? Why are we doing this? What's I the... felt the same way, and I'm just friends with Tracy. When all of a sudden, a month before WrestleCade last year, they announced Starcade ten miles away or like, whatever. Huh, I felt that way for huh. Brian and Tracy. Like, oh boy, that's you know. And then they started booking guys that were on the con- you know what I mean. But it's just uh, yeah. okay. You know what I mean? It's just <laughs> yeah. it's it's lame. I mean, an unnecessary yeah. for a company like that, that. And I think that's it. It's unnecessary. And it just—it really does. In a way, right. it just seems like bad business, man. It just seems like you're—you're—you're you're, going to come to Bel Air what twice this year? Probably that's what they've been right. doing most recently. Why wouldn't you want a date where there wasn't competition? And here's the why thing, wouldn't you I, look I, why at? Why wouldn't it? you do Friday? Like that—that's the weird thing. It's like they're going yeah, DC right? Thursday. They're going up to Pennsylvania, back down Saturday, and then back up to Pennsylvania and New Jersey or something. Switch that around. And here's the thing. Let me let me just put this out there because. Like, I I grew up, right? Like, I, I'm, I'm proud of our, our guys that we've got there. Like, I'd do anything I could to help them. If they, like, and if they had Well, said, you guys are regularly, you know, a, a backstage yeah, talent and stuff yeah, like that, right? Yeah, I would, if they had called and said, hey, these, like, NXT shows, like, our budget, this and that, can you help us promote? Whatever. What, what do you guys need? What do you guys need me to right. do? You know, we have, in the Baltimore area, we have uh, 15,000 people on an email list. Right. We got 8,000 cell phone numbers that we use on mobile texting. Yep. Like, do you want me to... I'll, I'll send some stuff out for you guys. Like I would do whatever. This is the idea, like, where you're not them. where you're not partners, but yet 
having have a good relationship. So right. that's why I say like unnecessary is the best way when all of a sudden they schedule like, yeah, that's just kind of unnecessary. No doubt. To do it, but I'm I'm still doing my thing. I'm not flinching. <laughs> <laughs> you know, before we get uh, to WWE fully, I did want to ask just kind of the changing landscape independent right now and, and something that you guys have done. You, you obviously have your Rage TV network and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but one of the things that we've been seeing lately is stuff like, obviously, Flow Slam fell apart, but Powerbomb and, and sites like that have popped up where it seems, you know, a bunch of companies come together uh, to go on it. Why Rage TV instead of going and getting involved with other companies necessarily? Because, so, I just, I think, um, so did Flow Slam fall apart? F- Flow Slam's pretty much dead, yeah. Is it really? Yeah. Is that who had Evolve? Yeah, that's who had evolved, and and that was one of the big things. It was it was a terrible contract on uh, Fl- Flow Slam's part, and it, it just ended up falling apart. Powerbomb is seems to be thriving a bit right now. They're uh, don't have the the companies themselves don't have relationships with each other, but it's just kind of an, it's a one thing, and they get contracts with like you have twenty twenty five different companies right now, and just put on uh, sometimes live streaming, sometimes on demand stuff. Because so uh, you know it's not like. And uh, our our little network that we have, it pays for itself, and it's not like I just I think there's so much. I think it's really difficult for that, and every it, yeah. So it seems like a couple times a year you get these new network that's going to launch, and hey, you know, a lot of them want your content to be exclusive to them, and I'm just like, no, you know, like we're just going to do our own thing because I feel like there's so much content out there it's like how many how many networks and all are people going to subscribe to you end up getting lost in the shuffle you get lost in the shuffle and i'm just like now nah, we're just going to do our own thing and throw our, our our little channels paying for itself um it's not you know we're not um going on vacation or anything on like that on it's basically paying for itself and um it and we have the content right there if we need it to pull it down so yeah i just kind of i just i don't i don't see really any of those full of independent wrestling taken off um I think what would be really cool is ideas that have been passed around if to say the WWE had and imagine if they imagine if they took like the top 15 or 20 indie groups that they worked with and um and and then had a separate like portion of the network that they yeah. could take their oh, content yeah. and even charge people an upcharge and then maybe kick these independent groups back you know a couple dollars for adding their content and right. then they have all all kinds of content um, just additional content. I think something like that would work, and I've heard this possibility. Um, I think that would work better than some just random person starting it. And I just, you know, never had any interest. I just, we just do our own thing. But I think something like that would work. I think that I think that WWE could do so much to help themselves long term by by pulling a group of of the top indies together and working some stuff out like that with them and make them a couple bucks and and really set themselves up. Like as having you know you know they say NXTs are the developmental, but it's really not. The indies are the developmental. Of course, the indies mm-hmm. are where it starts to get guys like ricochets and right. NXTs like, like finishing that. school, finishing school, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they could they could start to get them over and start to create a buzz um, within the indies with successful indie promoters. And then by the time they get signed to NXT, like people are all just gooing over themselves over like ricochet getting signed like right. who, who's an awesome talent. oh yeah, guy's yeah. yeah freaking amazing incredible incredible you know? dan um, mcdevitt's in studio with us i want to dovetail that into a broader and this is going to start getting us into wwe i 
I think one of the things that is, a topic that has come up a great deal in the last couple of years, it's obviously this golden era for professional wrestling and, and wrestling fans, right? Mm-hmm. Like you've never had this many options. You've never had we can you the, know we can watch Japan. We can wake up on a tu- you know correct. a Tuesday morning and right. watch Japan, and then we can wrestling. go see great you know indies every weekend all throughout the country. I mean, like it's there's so much right that we've never we've never had something like this. But the immediate flip side of that conversation is oversaturation, right? right. Like, are we oversaturated? Is there too much now? And I think that starts at the top, right? The WWE right. is putting out three hours on a Monday night, two hours on a Tuesday night, then another hour after that of and another show. we're getting four hours pay-per-views now. Yeah, four hour pay-per-views. Are they all going to four hours? That's, yeah, that's they're going to the cut word. a few pay-per-views off the schedule, but... But know. it's going to be a monthly pay-per-view. It's going to be four hours right. now. Um, another hour on Wednesday nights. And it starts at the top, right? Like, is, are we just... Are we oversaturated? And has that... Is there a trickle-down effect to that, right? Like, are are people, you know, are, are you feeling any sense of somebody saying, I'm not going to come out to MCW this weekend because I've sp- already spent 10 hours this week watching wrestling. I can't spend any more time watching wrestling. I think, um, so, yeah, I do think there's an oversaturation to, I mean, especially with WWE and I don't know, I, but I think there's an oversaturation with everything because, with the, the the just the way things are today, with your phones and everything, like a- everything is just grabbing at your attention, um, and there's so many different options for people in general. Um, it's just crazy, you know. I, like one or two Netflix shows, me and uh, Angel like to watch together. Sometimes, if she's an episode ahead of me, I'll just pull it up on my phone and catch up on the episode, <laughs> and um, that just is kind of crazy, right? Yeah, like, I mean that's that's the reality, right? So, but yeah, like the. I mean, I'm going to be watching half of the NCAA tournament on my phone. Right. Like, inevitably, right, I'm going right. to watch half of the NCAA tournament on my phone. Right. So, I, But I do think, yeah, I think I think they put out a lot of content, and I, I think that could be that could be hurting, like, getting certain guys over. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, well, like, 205 Live hasn't seemed to work at all. You know what I mean? I didn't even like, know it was still on. And that's the reality. The reality I is, know I know it's still on, but I haven't watched in a long time, despite the fact that there's people involved that I really genuinely like a great deal. There's performers on that show that I say, boy, I really like that guy. I really like Drew Gulak. I really like Tony Nese. Right. I, mean, I really like Gulak. Um, yeah, he's great. I, I like Rockstar Spud. I like, you know, there's there's a lot of guys that are involved with that, what they're doing. I mean, who doesn't like Bobby Roode? Who doesn't? Right. No, not Bobby Roode. Sorry, Roderick Strong. Jesus. Uh, who doesn't like Roderick Strong? Who doesn't Is he like, on 205 Live? Yeah, he's on 205 Live now. You so know I didn't I mean? even like, know. That's right. A... So there's all of these guys. You know, Adeo Atami's on 205 Live. Like, they've got all this, this these guys there and guys that you're inclined to like, but it's just too much. Yeah. You're asking too much of me. To take too much of my time. Correct. So, I, so I'll, yeah, like, and I'll, I'll give you a, a perfect example of that. Um, I haven't even watched Raw in, like, six months, and I'll, I'll usually um, – like I'll hear like so I'm really good friends with Matt Hardy have been for right, a long of course. time so um the stuff like I'll hear like he's or I'll, I'll chat with him um or hear like stuff that he's got going on and and I'll I'll go to YouTube and I'll try to find his clips um but it's become you know with a, someone with a couple businesses and especially these last couple months I've had to you know you're training right training yeah. and doing stuff like I don't have three hours on a Monday night. To sit, you know what I mean. It, it, it becomes like where you, st- yeah, that's you get. You explained it perfectly. Like you start to demand so much of people's time that they become disengaged, mm-hmm. and then once they become disengaged, they, it's just over. If you if you started talking to me about current things that are going on WWE TV right now, right. I would have to ask you to tell me what's going on. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. You know, and um, I experienced this, a- this with my wife, right? right? Like who used to watch with like my. I wouldn't watch. She would watch with my roommate, right? right. Now we've got two kids. And so once we had the kids, like she was, I'm just, she's just out. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So I'll sit down and watch, and she'll literally look at AJ Styles and she'll say, "Who is that?" 
Yeah. AJ Styles. Yeah. You know, like the, right. the biggest professional wrestler on the face of the planet. Yeah. She'll look at him and she'll say, I, I don't know. It's the last three years. I just haven't. I, you know, she knows who Kane is. Right. She knows who Mark Henry is. She knows who Randy Orton and John Cena are. But like when AJ Styles comes out, she'll literally look at me and say, who's that? Now who's, it's Kevin Owens. Who's that? I, who's, who's Sammy Zayn? I don't know who these people are because she's just utterly checked out. And I get right. it. My wife was never going to be the target audience for right. what they're trying to get. But this is what we're talking about. Like, yeah. Once it's gone, it's just sort of easy to say, eh. Yeah, like I I'm haven't just, seen it in a while, whatever. I'm just you know good, I mean? you know what yeah. I mean? Like maybe the Royal Rumble's on, perhaps if you know people are hanging out that I know, maybe I'll check in. Right. But I it's just I'm just done. I just don't have it in me. It's too much. Yeah, and I I think um I yeah, I so I think it can. I think it can definitely. I think over over you know, I just Does it does it touch down to your level though? Like do you ever feel a sense of like this hurts all of us. There's too much and it's hurting all of us. Well, so that's why, like, I always try to think. I think one of the things that helps us, and um, I'm real big on, I'm real big on, um, like, pushing the guys in the locker room, the baby faces and all, to get out there, like, at intermission and before the show, even if they don't have stuff that they're, you know, and these guys are grinding, right? They're right. grinding for a couple bucks. And um, even if you guys don't got anything that you're selling, like, just get out there, man, and take some pictures yeah. so that people can post on Facebook because... Wrestling fans love that crap. That's the biggest touch you can have. Yeah, yeah, because I loved it, and I'm not yep. not you know say how do that. Like I loved it. I loved it as a fan. Um, and it could have been a zero. Like when I was you know when I was a fan, like yeah. before I was the jaded prick that I am. You know what I mean? Right. Like when I was a kid, it didn't have to be effing Stone Cold. You know what I mean? Right. Like, it could no. be. You know, uh, Perry Saturn. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, it could yeah, be. Yeah, it's just cool. You know, I would freak out. I'm like, are you kidding me? This guy's hanging out at Denny's and I can take a picture with him. Right. Him? So I try to just, I try to, that's what I try to focus on the personal touch of, um, of that. Not just with the stars that come in, they get packages, but our local guys, just get out there, man. I don't care if you don't have t shirts to sell, just get out there and say hi to the fans. And, you know, you'll go out there and you'll take, you know, 150 selfies. And those people that you took 150 selfies with, they're probably posting them on Facebook and they're happy and you made their day. And it's a personal touch that you, you know what I mean? It's just so it provides that little bit different of um, yeah. an atmosphere because that's, yeah, otherwise we would be competing with that. But I, I think we stay pretty steady because of that, that personal touch. All right. You know? Uh, this is a broad topic as well. Again, because Dan's not watching Raw every week. So I like this because this these are broad topics that I want to discuss. Right. Fighting the Smarks. The issue that has popped up in professional wrestling uh-huh. of fans trying to control the shows, understanding those are the people that you're selling to. Right. right? Like, that's your audience. You need them to be buying your product. But yet, you're also, you know, like... There are a lot of people that have a lot of opinions about Game of Thrones. Nobody's rewriting Game of Thrones because of what those opinions are. So here's my opinion. Um, They're your most hardcore fan base. Um, Your your smarks, right? They're the really, really smart, really passionate. They follow everything. But here's the thing. From someone that's done this for 25 years, the majority of smarks that think they're the smartest are actually the Oh, I agree with that wholeheartedly. Yeah, They really are. They really are. They really are clueless. Right. Um, when it comes to like what it, you know, just the stuff they stay in the ring. Like Roman Reigns is a perfect example. Like he's no good. You have absolutely no idea what it, unless you, there's no way for you to possibly understand what it takes to really be good in the ring unless you've been in the ring and had several hundred matches. And know how you know what I mean. Yeah, but he didn't come. He didn't come from. He didn't come through the Indies. Right. So it's, but that's, they. they, they yeah. Roman Reigns. 
and, and, I, and plenty of guys that I know that have worked with him all say the same thing. And I can just watch him as a guy that's had a thousand matches mm-hmm. and say, damn, that guy's good, man. Yeah. His timing is good. His pacing is good. He knows where he's at in the ring. He knows when to react. You know, like, but yeah, yeah, he wasn't in the Indies, so they hate him and they thought, oh, he sucks. No, you're clueless. You're clueless. I agree um, with you. But, okay, but this – and I think this opens up to a bigger issue that they're dealing with right now, right? They experienced this with John Cena, obviously, over the last few years. Right. They – you want to have a face of the company. You want right. to have a the guy. Clearly, Roman Reigns – well, he's not the guy. He's, he is the guy, right? He's not yes. a bad guy. He's not a good, good guy. guy. He's just the guy. guy. Yes. Clearly, that's and, – and they have to really move into that era now, right? Yeah. Like, John Cena is obviously more it's and more – It's all the end, right? Right. Yeah. People yeah. Are ra- by the way, people are raving about his blocker's performance and saying he could get some big uh, – Maybe, maybe so. I mean, yeah. like – the, the, the new movie he's in, like apparently they're right. He's been very good at oh, just about oh, yeah. everything he's done. Yeah, look at him. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, he's a movie star. Right, you correct. You know what I mean? He sh- and he, he's, yeah. He's- so, so they know that they've got to move in that direction. But you deal with the same kind of issue that you dealt with with John Cena, which is you don't really want the big public face of your company to be a guy that's getting booed week in and week out. And you don't know what else it is that you can do to prevent him from getting booed. So do you just throw your arms up in the air at some point and say, the hell with it, he's going to get booed. We just have to pretend like it's not happening and still act as though he's the biggest face. I I think so because I think it's going to happen no matter who they do it with. I think it's like your standard, like everybody at the end of the day hates their boss. Okay. You know, right? Like, and um, so they, so like, because just go back to, you know, the Royal Rumble or whatever before he won the one. They were so behind him. You know, mm-hmm. he was with the Shield and he was so over. I think it's the smart, the one thing the Smarks can see, like, it's very obvious when the when the machine puts the rocket on your back and gets completely behind sure, you. Right, and right. I think that almost creates resentment. Like, okay, we got to – like, here would be the here would be the test. What if they put and did everything for Roman Reigns? What if they did that for AJ Styles? In, well, he'd be the biggest star in yes. – like, I mean, he'd be – But in six months, would the Smarks then turn it's on a great, him? And that's it's a, a fair question. question. Like, right. Is, right? is it just we want a different – you know, we, okay, don't, we don't want yeah. stagnation. We, we don't want – Well, this is, the yeah. same, this is the same punk he's comparison. Been right. Now, right. He's been cha- – now he's been champion for, you know, eight months. He's beaten everybody. All right, we want someone new. Bring up – Well, I mean, in whoever. fairness, AJ Styles just beat everybody. You know what I mean? Like, right. AJ Styles has been rolling for the last right. year or two, but – But there's not that feeling that – Right. Well, and it's also – like, I think there is something to be said for the fact that, like, he doesn't show up on the Today Show. He doesn't, right. you know, like he's right. a re- he's a wrestler, he's, and it's also different because of where well, he came from. And, that, is, and, that does change. Here's, a lot here's of the it. thing: he's the champion. The Royal Rumble winners challenging him, and we're not even talking about him in the main event. Yeah, I mean that's true. Right, it's true. Right. I mean that's a good point. I I don't know, man. Like I'm I'm struggling with this because I I everybody. It's easy to pick on Smarks, right? And right. and you're not wrong, right? Like they are. Most but of they, them are incredibly stupid, but yeah. yet. They are a core part of your audience. They are. They're they the are. ones who are flying down to New Orleans. Right. And, and so how do you measure we do need to do – we need to listen to our fan base. Like we can't ignore them. I don't know. It's hard, man. It's hard. You're right because they do. But it's just like when I – stuff I see like they just – they're almost like too smart that it makes them dumb in a lot of ways and not understanding. I don't but, disagree with that at all. Yeah, yeah. So, but yet still, I don't know. they still they're, exist. They're apps. They, they are and they're a big part. I don't, I don't know. The question is I, – I don't know. Like t- t- for me, I, I've often said something like that. Like the the test would be like the test of theory. Like, 
okay, back Roman Reigns off and shove AJ Styles right, down strap the rocket on him. Yeah. Strap yeah, the right. rocket on him. And see if the audience and if the audience turns on AJ Styles, well then you just there's nothing you're ever going to be able to do. Nothing you're ever going to be able to do to make them happy, right? Right. Um, You know what I mean? Because there maybe there like you said stagnation or like okay after maybe it's that short attention span. I mean everyone loved Cena when he was being pushed until he was there for a you know on top for a year. Then not like they loved other guys. I mean like it's you can't compare everybody loving John Cena to everybody loving Daniel Bryan. No, well well, no one nothing can almost nothing in the history of wrestling can be compared because it was just the perfect. Perfect combination right. of, of they they but wrote I do the real also think line. it has something to do with for this group of people we feel as though you're supposed to have paid your dues oh yeah and, and, if, and that's certainly how it started and the rock yeah. dealt with that too you know what I mean like yeah. every Everybody every guy does. has right. dealt with that right. you know what I mean at the top right. of the company that's and the way that it goes they just responded differently with the rock than they did with Reigns with the rock they're like okay we'll we'll make him heal we'll listen and with Reigns they just doubled down yeah, yeah. I've always wondered about that too like at some point. Would you be Wells? And it's so tricky because you're selling so much merch. I mean, and, and at this point, you've yeah, you've almost dug yourself in so deep. Isn't with he? Them. Isn't he number two? Isn't Reigns number two? I heard that a while ago. I mean, I, I mean, he's really still behind him. Cena. I, I think it depends. He's not just he's, amazing. He's, he's one of the top Cena, guys. Yeah, the merch that's bonkers. Dude does yeah. still. And well, it's, it's kids. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, like kids. Yeah. Kids are all in. It's yeah. it's bright colors. It's the whole thing. You know what yeah. I mean? Like that's why they constantly change his gears because yeah. it's it's something else that a kid could be into. Yep. Look, I I don't. I'm not in any world trying to suggest there's a correct answer to this. You know what I mean? And they clearly don't know what the correct answer is because they they deal with it all the time. They tried to protect Roman this time through by having him work with the Shield, right? Like that'll pr- that'll help us protect him right. as being the top guy in the company. Well, then one of the guys from the Shield gets hurt, and all of a sudden everything's kind of effed. You know right. what I mean? Like this great plan that we had to try to protect the guy, we kind of lost, and so. Uh, Jesus take the wheel you know is, what I mean is Brock done is that the rumor is that well, what's we, going on we, we think he's done we just don't know exactly when whether it's right after Mania whether he's doing a few months after Mania but this is he's dropping the title on his way out type situation yeah. well and there's also a question as to whether or not you know if the stars could align the right way he would still do something right. you know what I mean like that nobody seems to know exactly if, and here's a, he's pretty over with your like your I mean again I haven't watched but he's pretty over with like your I mean pretty Dan, everybody I, I showed up so we just talked about this in the first segment um, so Smackdown's coming whatever in April right yeah I was at May. the house show May okay yeah. in May I was at the house show that they did um the weekend of was it the rumble it, it was the day yeah, before the, night, the rumble, night before right? the yeah. rumble they did a house show at the arena i will guarantee you there will be five thousand more people that were at that show that house show than there will be at that smackdown that's just because of brock just because brock lesnar just because brock was there right like his presence alone and i get it it was also a saturday night and it's perfectly kid friendly and the whole right. thing you know what i mean like there's there's other factors that go in tuesday night's a terrible night to try to get kids to so come wh- out. why do you think the smarks love him why do you think the smarks are okay with him even though he's a part-time guy making ten times as much as great, guys they and, and that's the thing, and that's the funny thing is, is that in this build, as they're right. trying to you know make it so Reigns might get cheered, they are tapping into that. The, the whole storyline right now is Brock Lesnar doesn't care about you. He doesn't care about wrestling. He just he likes to make money. He shows up when he's which is forced true. And, well, and that's the and that's the question. Why has it worked? Why has that stuff the, not is pissed it because people? He's a real, yeah, right. Like, and it's, would, I, I'm confused as to why people were still chanting. Like, I know that you know you guys brought in Goldberg last year, but like, I never when Goldberg showed back up, I was like, hey, the first time this is cool. Yeah, now girl, Goldberg is fucking with the guys that I like. Right now, him being he, in this he, picture, he, he took the title off Kevin Owens. Right, correct. I right. got I, instead of getting the Kevin Owens Chris Jericho. 
Jericho main event championship match that should have happened at WrestleMania. The blood feud match that was perfect and should have been for the belt and should have been the big over the top, you know, moment from your childhood that you loved. Instead, it gets replaced with something that I didn't really give a shit about other than the fact that both guys were famous. Right. Um, right. You know, a 50 year old taking on a part timer for a, a, a belt at WrestleMania in the main event. Like, I just, I could not fathom why it is that the same people that hate Roman Reigns were chanting Goldberg. I'm like, I, wh- right. yeah. what? It's, what? Yeah. It's weird. What bizarre so world are we living go. in? So what's the answer? That's why I say, like, I don't know. If I was WWE, I'd almost have to do that. I'd almost say, okay, well, we got to test this theory and, and take a guy like AJ and, sl- and see if the people turn on him. And then at least if they turn on him, then we can we can end this and know. We'll, yeah, okay. Well, they're go- whoever we put on top, they're right. going. Yeah, we, yeah, we, we can just. Gonna be. I, I do have a question. It's interesting with the, with the whole Brock Lesnar thing. One of the things they're doing is they're advertising him and then he's not showing up because, you know, that that's the storyline. He's too big to show up. Oh, really? Not, which is which. Is, and then this past week. So a couple weeks ago, they said. Ronda Rousey is going to be at every show between now and WrestleMania. She's going to, you know, she's a full-timer. She's here every week. And, and this week, neither of them were there. They, they've been getting record walk-up crowds and everything. Um, obviously, with her, her was, it was a difference. So they, she had to, like, fly out for a medical test or something like that. There's nothing you could do. But with Brock, like, they had advertised. This is going to be Brock Lesnar, Roman and Reigns the in the thought, ring. And the people thought and, and they people were, were getting coming, Brock Lesnar and, and they said, no, he's not there for the storyline. They told him to stay home. Just as a promoter, obviously it's different for WWE because they're thinking about TV as well. As yeah. it, but as a, as a promoter, kind of, what's your thoughts on that? They're, they're falsely advertising in these weeks. I think as Mania. an independent promoter, it would kill me. But I think the WWE can get away with a lot I think more. so, too. You know, I think if... Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, if you guys, always, dude, you guys, I remember what, what happened with China a few years ago, and like, yeah, what a, we you had, know. you know, the, I had Kevin Nash, um, you know, we had the, uh, you know, troubles with his son a couple years ago, two days after Christmas, and had to pull out to deal with those issues with his son, and luckily, uh, you know, the day after Christmas, it was the day after Christmas, I was able to get Mick Foley on the phone and get him to leave his family. Thank God, um, you know what I mean? Because I would, this is yeah, yeah big name like that, and. Those, those day after Christmas shows were always big for us, and um, yeah, like I have seven hundred, eight hundred people here, and they're expecting to see Big Sexy, and I give them another local. They're gonna, you know what I mean? Like it, <laughs> yeah. it's really, I think that WWE can get away with that a lot more than I ever. could. Do you think they should be getting away? Like, do you think that they should? That that you know they are falsely advertising here. It's a tough call because I see what they're because they're probably like just they're looking look- for TV. Yeah, they're looking for TV, and and like you said, they're trying to get the people on the side of Roman. You know what I mean, and trying to—they're—they're yeah. they're trying to like uh, mind screw um, to get their baby face over, which in a, which in a sense is business in itself, right? Yeah, you know right. I mean, so maybe they're doing some not so good business to try to create good business long term. You know, maybe getting people behind them or get people to say, like you said, like, yeah, you know what, f this guy, man. Yeah. He, uh, this guy is a you know because he 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 represents everything. Your your true smart say they hate you right. know which is why they like the indie guys that grind it up and they want the Seth Rollins and uh you know what I mean and Dean Ambrose and these guys to be on top because they grinded it out like you know is I, I don't know I've always wondered that like why do they like Brock why do they get behind him so much is it just because he's a killer you know what I mean a and I real think that's killer? what it is he's, yeah. he's the badass of and all his, badasses yeah, so it yeah. almost overshadows it right right all right. We will take a break here. Uh, Dan McDevitt, Corporal Punishment. He's back in action 10 days from when we're recording this. Uh, he will be in action at Breakthrough at the MCW Arena, mcwprowrestling.com. I'm Glenn. He's Aaron. This is Jobbing Out. 
When I think about things that have over-delivered in my life, I think about blueberry pie Oreos, I think about the first Kingsman movie, and now I think about hammer and nails in the Owings Mills Metro Center. My first trip to the ultimate man cave nirvana blew me away. When I got there, I went to the back room. Oh, this is where the magic happens. I got my first ever manicure and pedicure treatment. It was so relaxing. I understand why a lot of guys actually fall asleep back there. The seat was custom crafted for my comfort. I had a flat screen in front of me with noise-canceling headphones so I could watch whatever game I wanted to, and I was even sipping on a nice adult beverage. Then I went out, and Tracy hooked me up with a really stylish haircut. She took care of me with the shampoo treatment, the hot steam towel. You can even get the close-edge razor shave all at Hammer & Nails Owings Mills. Memberships are available. They make a great gift. On Mondays, you can rent out Hammer & Nails for your corporate event. Trust me when I tell you, this is an experience all guys must have. Hammer & Nails, grooming shop for guys, now open in the Owings Mills Metro Center. All right, back in here for segment number three of Jobbing Out. Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster, Dan McDevitt, or Corporal Punishment from MCW in studio with us. Um, yeah, hopefully we still have somebody joining us at some point, but uh, it's what it is, and we'll go from there. In the meantime, we had some other things we wanted to ch- chat about. So, Dan, we want to run some things that are going on right now in, do- in WWE Bayou mm-hmm. and just get your reactions, since we know that you don't watch. Right. So we know you're not- I know some things, but because I might catch them on clips, but not... A whole bunch of totally stuff. Totally fair. You're, you're an authority figure in MCW, so I want to I bring this one up to you. Um, were, have you typically been a face or a heel authority figure when you've been in, in the authority figure role on camera? Uh, I mean, so because that's so overdone in wrestling, I, I mean, I did a little bit as a heel, but I always have just for the last years, I've just tried to stay out of the mm-hmm. picture. Because everyone knows and people that come to the shows knows I'm the owner, that me and Dennis are the owners of the company, so... I've kind of just always tried to stay out of it just because I felt like the authority figure is so overdone. I agree. Yeah, I agree with you for the most part, especially just there's really not that big a need for it. Necessarily. Right. Shane's doing a weird thing right now. So Shane and Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn have been feuding for the better part of God. It's been probably what, eight months now since the summer. Shane McMahon. Shane I, McMahon. I definitely don't know really anything that's going yeah. on. If I've caught anything, it's raw, again, because, like, Matt and all, but I definitely don't know anything that's going on in SmackDown. So, right. so, so they're doing this bit with all of them where it, it started out just with Shane and Kevin Owens and kind of them butting heads because Shane was the face commissioner. Mm-hmm. Owens I thought was Daniel the, Bryan was the commissioner. He, Daniel Bryan's the GM, so he's the step under. And it, it, that's confusing Oh, and especially – oh, they, it, it's – they've – been doing some weird things, but with Shane specifically. So he's the face. He's feuding with uh, Kevin Owens, the heel. He has, on several occasions, directly cost Kevin Owens title shots. He has literally, at times, jumped in the ring and pulled the ref out to do it. Um, things that, you know, really blew up in the fall. They had a Hell in a Cell match between the two of them, and Kevin Owens, during the feud, beat up Vince McMahon. So, you know, kind of, there, there's clearly your heel. Uh, we're, we're, we're kind of past that now. And we had another case on uh, at Fastlane where literally Kevin Owens had the match won. Shane McMahon jumped in the ring, pulled the ref out to make sure he couldn't make the three count, basically screwing him every chance he had. So you have this weird dynamic right now where Shane's supposed to be the face. It's not really acting like a face. You're, you're a booker. Would you ever book a face in that way where he's directly screwing over people who, by the way, aren't cheating right now? So... It's been going on how long? Like, it shows how long I've been... Summer. Summer is really, I mean... So six, seven months. Yeah, roughly. Yeah. Yeah. I think there comes a point where people begin to feel sorry for the heel. 
and have sympathy for the heel. Uh, mm-hmm. are, are they turning? Does it not, appear that somehow, some way, so far, they have not. Not only has that not happened, but it hasn't gone too far the other way. Some for some bizarre reason, and this is another one that goes in my Goldberg category. I don't know what it is, but Shane McMahon has kept this like untouchable pop. You know, really, like, yeah, it's in, inexplicable. Really? Especially it, when you have you have Daniel Bryan, like at, at one point Daniel Bryan got involved with this and saying Shane, you're turning into he literally said at one you're turning into your father, you're turning into the vindictive asshole who you know who screws people over, and that wasn't even really getting Shane like you could hear die somewhat his pops, but it's still he's wildly still over, which is bizarre and I don't understand why. <laughs> yeah, I don't either. I, I, you just explaining it to me. If you had just explained it to me the way you just did and me not knowing anything, my first thought is well. Obviously, they're trying to turn Kevin Owens' baby face, maybe. Right. I mean, that would be yeah. the logical way to go yeah. about doing this, yeah. right, is to get screwed over by an authority figure. Yeah, kind of that... like it worked with, I guess, Stone Cold. Yep. You know what yep. I mean? Yep. Um, where And you almost flip-flop. You do a double flip-flop like Brett and Stone Cold, like Shane becomes the heel and Kevin becomes the baby face. But if that's not the way it's going, I don't know. I don't have an it's, explanation. It's, it's really bizarre. And, and to be fair, I feel like the ending is going to be somewhat compelling because it looks like – we don't exactly know what the title match or what the what the match with them is going to be. Shane at that this past week said, "All right, I'm actually going to step down as commissioner because you know maybe I do need to step away. Maybe I have been getting too vindictive here. I need to step away. But before I go, I'm going to make this uh, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn match against each other because they're they're also feuding because they were they were going for the title, so they kind of had that. The two of them came out and just beat the crap out of Shane and you know pull, pulled him backstage, threw him everywhere and." Um, and it kept the heat. I mean, it, which is, it, it, it right. absolutely kept the heat. But, I mean, my hunch is they're going for kind of a triple threat match where, you know, we don't know who's going to side with who. Are Sammy and Kevin going to work together? Are they not? Which isn't a bad thing. Like, again, all this is fine. It's just very strange build to it. The other thing that that, that um, is surprising that you said it's been going on since the summer and that just seems like like WWE seems to operate so much in short attention span theater where something's done starts and over with in 30 days or 45 days. So the right. fact that it's been going that all long makes me wonder, like, maybe something they're seeing and the way people are reacting that they're into it and they're continuing to keep it going and trying to stretch it out um, is interesting in itself. You know, a lot of times stuff is 30, 60 days, it seems like, you know, mm-hmm. starts and it's over. And it's a great point. Something it's a great else, point. You know? I don't know. Um, one of the other things that uh, that happened, mo- and this one happened really just this week on the Raw side of things, uh, Alexa Bliss, th- the thought was that Asuka, who won the Women's Royal Rumble, was going to face Alexa Bliss at WrestleMania. Well, Asuka's instead going to face Charlotte. Uh, We're all happy with that. All good. Asuka, Charlotte's pretty huge. That's a pretty right. huge match. There's arguments from some people it should be the, the main event at WrestleMania. I don't think it will be, but it's You can at least massive. make an argument right. for right. it. Yes. Um, on the flip side... You have Alexa Bliss. Now she needs an opponent, and it looks like her friend Nia Jax will now be sliding into that role as uh, Nia caught her with on a hot mic uh, saying GTV some, came back. Yeah, some truly awful things about Nia and how weak she is, and and emotionally effed up things that 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 happened this week. Whatever. I, 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 none of this. Look, dude. I'm going to tell you, Dan. My biggest, and I've railed about this week and week out. Nia Jax has been the worst booked performer they've had in years. Probably since the big show, right? Perhaps. Perhaps. Because I, I think like with someone like a monster, 
once you beat them so much, what does it matter? The, right. and, what and, is and, it? And, and, and not, everybody, and there's a lot of people within the industry that have said that'll say like Big Show's one of the worst book guys ever because. What did they like? His first night in, he got beat by Austin or Correct. something? Correct. Yes. Like, so how do you, where do you go from there? And I, I think even like management in WWE realized they just, they blew that one big time, which is where they didn't. And granted, you know, like, hey, like Brock Lesnar was coming off a couple losses in the WWE, but the way they booked him, you know what I mean? Have booked him since, is, right. you know, made people so, made him so believable. With, with so, all this, like, I'm not opposed to trying to. F- to somehow correct, correct it, it and trying to figure out how to make it work because Nia Jax is great. But I, I'm just so spent on all of this. I'm so spent on, well, it feels like they're giving her depth. She doesn't need depth. Right, I agree with that. Look I, at her. I agree with a killer like that doesn't need – you know what I mean? Like, would, you know, and if she can't talk, do what they did with Brock. They're, you know, they uh, – remember, they, they first let Brock come in and talk. And then right. they're like, no, 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 no. Now. He needs Heyman. Like – which is okay. You can do that because I believe when you're such a killer, certain people don't need, you know, Kane for the for the joke that he's become in the sense of, like, they've just changed him so much. Right. You know what I mean? Well, it, awesome until he said, suck it, he was he was Kane. He, he was, was a badass. He was Kane, and, he was yes. a, and that's all he needed. You know what I mean? And he was Kane, and um, you didn't need that. And I, yeah, I think um, I, I agree with you, and, I, I you know, um, I did see that, like, all the – you know, the talking of the shaming and stuff, because I saw everybody like on I, I just caught that because everybody was talking about it, it seemed like on social media and um, oh, like she's, you know, fat shaming her or body shaming her and stuff like that. And for me, I just I'm a very non PC guy. I think the political correctness is just sickening and way over, you know, too much of it. Um so I, that kind of turned me off anyway, that they're bringing the whole political correctness. I, I guess, into it. I, I, look, I, I think there's something to be said for it's weird. It's weird. Yeah. But yeah. it's professional wrestling. Right. And, like, there's things that, that are weird in professional wrestling right. that you're trying to create something. There's a storyline right. that you're trying to create. And so how do you go about right. doing that? I just – this none of this makes – the world in which Alexa Bliss looks like that – Naya looks like that, and you're doing the bit where Naya's the face and Alexa's the heel. It just, I, 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 I don't know. Maybe we're supposed to be playing up, you know, like something that 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 it impacts real life, and you know, I, I guess or, yeah, or if, if, if Naya if Naya squashes her in fifteen seconds, you know, that's what bullies get type situation. Yeah. What if they? What if they just didn't have anything? Like for the Raw Women's Title, they decided to do this Osaka. Um, you know, uh, Charlotte match, which is, seems like it's creating a lot of buzz. But um, do they, again, not being out of the loop, do they have any other women really built up? Bailey well, and Sasha. Sasha Bailey, but it looks like Are they're they pointing pretty- to something with each other. It looks like they're going to try to do a pro, you know, a Sasha Bailey thing. Hopefully they don't F that up and just, you know, throw it in with something else. But it looks like they've built or, up or, a Or is that line. going to be the, the headline I don't, I don't of the I don't want to think about that. I don't want to think about that. I just want to think that they're going to get that right. Sasha and Bailey <laughs> having a blood feud <laughs> you, match you, at you WrestleMania. You think they're going to get it right? I, I don't really, but I just, <laughs> I'm, I have hope for it. Right. Um, no, I mean that really is the problem. Is that on the women's on the raw side of things, there's no one right now that you would say here's the other logical candidate to slide into that role if you're keeping Sasha and Bailey away from it. The two of them both appear to be in that world, but if you're keeping them out, then no, there is not another logical candidate. Right, for that and spot. then and then sometimes I think in wrestling there's there's things that I I don't still to this day I don't understand why what I thought could have been just an amazing match between two of the greatest performing performers ever triple h and chris jericho was made to 
be mm. made over like a dog pooping on his shoe or something like yeah. that. Yeah. You remember that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. And it was like, what? And then, you know what I mean? And it was like, these guys are so good. And both at the yeah, peaks what, of their what career. What are you doing? Right. Why is this, this is over a dog pooping on one of their it shoes It should be or Chris Jericho and Triple right, H. Right. right. Okay, so ran ran over is, the dog. When right? was that? That's what I remember about that WrestleMania match, about it being over. That was 2002. You know I mean? Okay, so yeah. Eight, you know what I'm saying? But yep. Jericho and Triple H, who's better than them? Really, honestly. No, 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 you're the right. best ever. Yeah, you know and, and, and they so, literally made it over. They made it over Stephanie McMahon and someone's dog getting run Yeah, over. yeah. So sometimes you just... Um, there's just things that, you know, maybe 15 years they still won't understand what they were doing. Are you, are you all right, by the way, with how they're throwing themselves behind Ronda Rousey as a Brock Lesnar-esque star, despite the fact that we've never seen her in a wrestling ring? Um, well, I, I think they have to because it probably cost them a lot of money. Presumably, yes. Um, it probably cost them a lot of money, so they, they have to in, in order to get their money's worth. Um, <clears throat> here's what I'm not okay with, and and I realize it's – it's 2018 and things are out of the closet, but like, so I caught, I just happened to catch online like Ronda Rousey on the Ellen DeGeneres. Yes. Show. Did you yes. see that? Yes. So saying she's never going back to mixed martial fake. arts. And she's saying it's fake and it's entertainment and I'm not really fighting and it's all predetermined and everything. Oh, you're not okay with her? I, what's the point of bringing in this quote-unquote real fighter to just go on all your national television shows and talk about how fake and phony it is? It just that doesn't make sense to me. I mean, I guess I, I didn't. I didn't actually see this. Interview, oh yeah, she couldn't so, have shit this is one of those. How, how did she just bring it up organically? Or yeah, they started bringing it up. She said, "Well, this is all entertainment. It's not real. It's all scripted." Yeah, I knew I was going to get slapped. I don't understand what that point of that is. This is you know a tricky I mean? fine line that we're dealing with. I talk about this a lot with Twitter, right? Like where you have right. wrestlers that will sometimes use their own Twitter accounts to help further storylines. And then the next tweet And then the will next be a, yeah, I don't, yeah. don't even go there. Yeah. Because yeah. you talk about – yeah, don't even go there because this is one that blows me away, especially with indie wrestlers. Like you'll have indie wrestlers – and I'm sorry to cut you off, but it's a pet peeve. Nah, man, I'd love to hear oh, this. It's a pet peeve we, of mine. Everyone's heard the, us say that. They'll do that where they'll ha- you'll have an indie wrestler – and he'll be talking and doing posts or doing videos about how to do something in the ring, like as if he's giving advice to young trainees, you know, and, and then talking about the business being a work. And then two days later, he makes a video going, I'll tell you what, this Friday night. What? Brutal. Just like brutal. brutal. It's horrible. Brutal. It's horrible. You know what I mean? It's horrible. And, um, you know... It's uh, if you want a couple examples, a good example of a guys, two guys that use social media the way it should have been used a couple years ago and created a hell of a buzz on the indies was Matt Hardy against Luke Hawks. Mm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, was Matt Hardy against Luke Hawks, and they really had the internet buzzing to see these guys fight, and there was never, you know what I mean? And they, it's just, uh, oh, it's 2018. It it doesn't matter, man. Um, I I love The Walking Dead. And, and I don't want in the middle of a show when I'm engaged um, and I, I don't want all of a sudden a director to stop in the middle of the show and stop and come out and clean something off one of the guy's face and go, oh, so sorry <laughs> about that. Get back to it. You see what I'm saying? I hear you. Yeah. Like um, if I'm engaged and you can make me believe in the walking, de- I won't watch the talking dead. Because I don't want to know. Yeah, don't tell me anything more. I don't. Yeah, and right. I don't want to know. Right. I don't want to see. Just Carl let me watch the show. Yeah. I want to see the dies, characters. Yeah. I don't want to see. Carl's dead. Yep. When Glenn got killed by Negan. Yep. He was dead. Yep. I did not want to see him and Negan on the Talking Dead. 
after that show. Dude, I, I hear you. And it, the question becomes, and particularly with social media, it's very tricky because are you telling the performers, hey, you have to neuter yourself entirely on so you can only right. your social media presence can now be only what we have in mind for you. And I don't think you can do that. I think right? there is a solution. I think the solution is you tell them not be an idiot. Well, a don't, don't be an idiot, but b you have two accounts. Like yeah, I, we've Co- talked about Cody this. Rhodes did that when he was in WWE. He had a a Stardust account where he was but tweeting at Stardust. Find his. They're That's fine. Find and their and other you can if you want to find it, but but then you're not having it where someone's looking for a challenge to somebody and seeing the same thing. I you think just, you have to pick what side of the fence you want to be on. Like, you know what I mean? Like with with guys like, okay, if you're going to do that and you're going to cut promos on your social media, then don't do a post the next day where you're talking about this is how you apply a proper arm bar. Right. Right. Like you're giving advice to guys in the locker room. It just makes me I don't know. I just shake my head. No, it's it's something that and again, I without knowing the correct answer to it, because I do think that this is more complicated than just saying don't you. It's funny. You know, what's funny that you bring that up. It's why I like jumped in and almost again, a apologize for cutting you off but it's been such a pet peeve of mine i've actually thought i've never really even talked about it, and i've actually thought like i wonder if this is me just being petty but the fact that you no, just started bringing it up i knew exactly okay but like going. when i bring it up i like our buddy aj francis and the redskins who's our third co-host typically he'll be like dude you know as a football player because he gets sick of people telling him to shut up and dribble right he's like yeah. look man i've got a life this is my account you can follow me not follow me i don't care what you right. want to do but I have the right to use my account however I want to use my account, and I'm going to choose to use it however I want to use it. And if you don't agree with me, you don't agree with me, life is going to go on. I'm going to go do my job and collect my check one, or the, one way or the other. And he has a point, right? You know what I mean? Like he does not have an obligation to fit into whatever any Redskins fan wants. By the way, he couldn't do that. There's too many you know, like, right. too many people have too I mean, many opinions the, about – The, the, the uh, obvious difference is he's not portraying a character. And that's, exactly. Right. That would yeah. be my argument. That would be my argument is your job isn't to actually try to get people to buy into your character. Right. In order to, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's not well, your. Well, AJ's You're not going at I hate the Eagles and then saying the ne- you know the next tweet I love the Eagles. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's yeah. that's sort of similar to that. I, it's tough, man. It's tough because I, I don't. I don't until short of doing the thing that you're talking about, and even then, if you have a private account or if you have an account that's your personal account, people are going to find it. And these are still human beings, you know what I mean? Like that sometimes want to post cat pictures, you know what I mean? Like that's right. I I get it, you know what I mean? Like I would be. Now, it might be something that at some point WWE sits down and says, okay, well, if you want to make $300,000 this year, you're not going to be able to post cat pictures on the internet, right? right. Like, it's all, you know, I, I'm, you're going to miss your cat pictures, but again, how does $300,000 sound? Like, right. could, could it buy you the ability to maybe show your friends your cat pictures right. instead of posting them on the internet? Right. I don't know. I, you know, it's something that they're going to have to think about at some point because it is. There are very awkward times where the biggest heel in the company is doing a bit about the kids' charity that the, the, they're a part of on Twitter, and you're like, oh, that's, yeah. that's, that's yeah, I'm supposed to hate that guy. Like, right, this right, is yeah. a really weird bit, man. It is, and for me, just I've like, had people tell me that when Triple H and Stephanie do the Connor stuff, it it they are not okay well, with it, especially yeah. when it, especially when like we, we talk about the social media when it's actually on Raw, like even if it's in a commercial yeah, break or something, right. when it's actually on Raw, it's like, huh, really, really tough. Yeah, really tough. I I agree with that, man. I I because heat draws money, and I say it. I don't know, man. I just I still got a lot of that old school in me. I was brought up old school. I was beat up old school into the business, and um, I just. Yeah, that it bothers me too, honestly. Yep. I mean, like, okay, the WWE as a company can do all that stuff, but put out all the representatives out there to do it. 
You know what I mean? <laughs> to, to do the Connor's cure stuff. You know what I'm I mean? With like, I'm faces. with you. I'm with you. Especially when you're when you're heat and you got heat like Stephanie and Hunter did at one time, and heat draws money. So like, what about the business aspect of it? Okay, so put. You know, I don't know Shane McMahon and his wife out there, yeah. right? Representing, yeah. the just have John Cena go do it again. Yeah, yeah. 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 John, <laughs> another baby face. Yeah, that yeah. trying to get the people. Daniel Bryan, he's not doing much. Yeah, no doubt, and that's a perfect right. role for him. You know. All right. Well, I'm bummed that we missed our other guest, but I still want you guys to go out to tribute to the legends on April 21st, and hopefully we'll catch up with him another week. Um, tribute to the legends is great. We've been. It's incredible. The 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 convention all day, then the show at night. It's just a perfect, perfect way for uh, wrestling fans to celebrate an awesome day. Uh, MCWProWrestling.com. And, of course, Breakthrough. That's where uh, Dan's getting right. back in the ring. Corporal Punishment. The we 24th. have to go, I guess. MCW Arena in Joppa. Again, MCW all the, Pro all Wrestling. All kids shaking in their boots, just waiting for uh, Corporal Punishment to walk it's in the door. Yeah, right, right, right. right. Start shaping everybody up. That's the way it's going to go. Uh, Dan, are you on social media that we can plug? I am. Um Danny Mc, at Danny McDevitt on Twitter and then just on Facebook, just Dan McDevitt. Very cool, up, man. Friend request me. Yeah, he'll look somewhat similar to what you, the last time was that you saw him. Right. Like, you know, like, like you'll vaguely, you'll be like, I feel like I sort of know that guy. Not entirely sure. Dude, thanks for coming in and hanging no out problem, with us, man. man. It's a lot of fun. Anytime, yeah. A lot of fun. Always, uh, we're big fans, obviously, of MCW, everything you guys do. And, uh, looking forward to what's next for uh, for the entire company. Uh, AJ's at AJ Francis four ten on Twitter. Support uh, his record, uh, Frank. Just search F R A N cent sign, sign yeah. and that's how you can find it. The Francis Sports Academy as well at AJ Francis four ten on all social media platforms. Aaron, you're on Twitter at the Aoster. Uh, the show's on Twitter at Jobbing Out. Email Show at gmail dot com. And what's coming up, Baltimore Sun, Rolling Stone. You know, I, I've been kind of holding off on this because I've been trying to figure out how to frame it. Uh, I, I'm going to try to write something about the controversy over the fabulous Moolah Battle Royal okay. and using Moolah. So I, I've okay. just been kind of figuring out exactly how I wanted to frame it because obviously it's a little bit touchy. So keep keep your eye out for that in the next few days. All right, very good. Uh, at Glenn Clark Radio for me, glennclarkradio.com is my website. Thanks, Dan, for Aaron and for the main event. Yep, vent, thank you, guys. Vent, 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 vent. AJ Francis. I'm Glenn. This has been Jobbing Out. Jobbing